Welcome to the School of Sellers podcast, a teacher business show that is short on time, but big on action. Full-time, part-time, or just getting started? No matter where you are in your teacher-seller journey, there's something here for everyone. Making your online teacher business feel doable every step of the way. Here's your host, Erin Waters. Hello there and welcome to School of Sellers. I am your host, Erin Waters, and I would like to welcome you to the show where we talk about life as a teacher seller, what it means to be on TPT, and everything in between. Today is our next part of our Back to Basics podcast series where we talk about things that we do early on in our business. And we are very much returning to the basics of TPT, which is hugely valuable to all of our seller listeners who are listening right now who have just started their store. Maybe you're just thinking about starting a store, but it's also great refresher content for my friends who have been selling for years and years and years. There's just really never a bad time to remind yourself about the best practices and things we should be trying to do and also things we should be avoiding. Today, our guest is Shannon Betts, who is on TPT under the store name RDNG. She is a reading and literacy guru and one of my dear friends who I actually met when she was a student in the School of Sellers Finishing Framework course last year. Shannon has been so open and gracious in the way that she has shared her experience in the School of Sellers community, and I knew she would make a great podcast guest as we reflect on things that we did earlier on in our business and also the way that we are growing our business moving forward. So without further ado, I'd love to welcome Shannon. Let's get a little introduction, Shannon, if you want to tell us about yourself, give us a little background, TPT or personal, whatever you want to share with us today. Okay. My name is Shannon Betts. I've been a classroom teacher and reading specialist since 2002, so a while. And I started my business in 2016. I actually started it not as a TPT business. I thought I was going to create a digital app to teach kids how to read. And then my funding fell through. So then I started to pivot and try to turn my digital activities to print activities. That's where I found TPT. And then I've been working very slowly building products and other resources for the last five years. And I'll get into that, you know, kind of the good things and the bad things about the last five mm-hmm. years in our conversation. And But I've also still been working full-time in schools and being a mom of young children and going to the soccer field all the time. So Um, I have a very real (laughs) TPT journey of how I'm trying to fit it into the margins of my life. I also have a podcast called The Reading Teacher's Lounge, and that's one of the things that has come out of me starting my business since 2016. So my website is readingdevelopment.com. My TPT store is called RDNG. And on Instagram and Twitter and Clubhouse, I'm at RDNG Development. Awesome. Well, I think one of the things that you said that I absolutely love is just trying to fit TPT into the margins of your life. I think that's like the perfect description because nobody starts TPT thinking like, this is going to be the only thing I'm going to be working on for the next few years. Like you really have to try to make it fit into all of the different areas of your life. So I love your perspective, especially as a working parent, because I think so many people can relate to that. Because I think 
when we're first starting out, it's like the idea, it's like, why would I want to add one more thing to my plate? But I think we quickly realize as sellers that starting TBT, like it's more work, but it has a lot of positive impact on our life as well. Sure. It can be busy and stressful and all of that, but I just love seeing the positive effect that TPT has on so many people's lives beyond the obvious, like, sure. I make enough money to get like an extra coffee every week or something like that. There's, it's just so much more than the financial side for so many people. So like, what would you say has been, I know this is kind of a loaded question, but if you had to pick like the biggest positive impact that TPT has had on your life so far, what would you say it is? Ooh, I can't, I don't know if I can pick one. So we'll probably like say <laughs> you a can, couple. Yeah, yeah you can yeah. say a couple. I mean, it's just, it's helped me like grow as a person. Cause like I kind of went on with blinders. Like I just thought it was just making products. And like, you don't really know if I had known how much went into being a seller, I might've waited a little bit longer to start my <laughs> store when I had more time, but I didn't quite know what I didn't know, like all the covers and previews and all the extra marketing and things like that. But it has helped me grow like my creativity, being really confident to be able to market yourself. You have to be confident and speaking about, you know, your expertise as a teacher, um, it's also like it used to be the only way you could make more money as a teacher is to go in administration. And I, I do have my administrator's license, but that's not a, that's nothing I ever really wanted to do. And so I like that it has allowed teachers to have more influ- influence, change the trajectory of their career and like kind of design a career of their choice where they might teach part time and then do part-time. They might start a side coaching business and things like that. It's offered a lot more options to us as teachers than it used to be. It used to be you were a teacher, you're an administrator. That was it. Right. And like, there's just some sense of like empowerment that teachers don't get enough in the classroom. I think that once you start like, you know, going through the motions of having your own business, it's like, oh, I'm worth so much more than sometimes what you're made to feel like in the classroom because, you know, there's so many challenges facing teachers these days. So to have that little extra something that makes you feel good and makes you feel really proud and it's something that you can share with the world is just a really unique feeling. I needed that extra validation actually because I have been demoted a couple times in school buildings for being too outspoken and being advocating for what's best for students, which isn't test prep, <laughs> and focusing on students learning and not always going with, you know, the dog and pony show and, you know, the company policy and everything. And that's angered a lot of people in my school buildings. So it's been nice to get that kind of external validation from other teachers that think about best practices and what's best for students. And I found like a more global community where I don't feel so alone, like I did in my own building. Right. Well, and and I'm so sorry you went through that, but I, I'm happy that you're sharing it because I think that's going to resonate with a lot of teachers listening, especially this year. And I can't speak from personal experience, so I'm not even going to pretend to know what this last year, year and a half has been like. But I think that's a really kind of like hidden benefit of TPT is that just the internal aspect of it, growing as a person and also being able to kind of break out of the mold that so many schools tend to put teachers in, you know, because I think there's just a lot of restrictions these days on us and being able to create products that other teachers can use and you know that they're good products and you know they're going to be good for students is an incredible feeling. 
Yes. And like the things that got me in trouble at school are actually qualities that helped me in my TPD business because I don't have that fear about, you know, just being quiet. Like I will be outspoken. I will speak up for what's right for students. And like, I think Angela Watson is a good model of that where she's, you know, has become an advocate for what's best for teachers and taking care of them. And, you know, that we need, you know, we need to serve our own needs and we need to have a full cup before we can serve our students. And so, I'm not doing what she's doing, but I feel like just the fact that just like her, like she's being, she's able to speak the truth right now and mm-hmm. able to say, this is, this is not okay for students. This is not okay for teachers. And that's what I was doing in my own building and I was getting in trouble for it, but it's helping me in my TP business because the more I tell the truth in my TPT business and in my brand, the bigger the it grows. Oh, I, okay. I have actual, I don't know if you can see, but I have like goosebumps (laughs) right now because we've never spoken about Angela before. You and I have never conversed about her, but she is one of my biggest like role models in so many ways. And I've probably never even said that out loud, but I've always just admired her honesty. And you're right. She provides a voice for teachers that can't project their own voice while they're still in the classroom. And she has just... I remember seeing her speak at my very first TPT conference and it was just like life-changing for me. And she has, is she doing a podcast these days still? Yeah. Uh, Cornerstone for Teachers. Cornerstone for Teachers. She might've changed the name of it a little bit, you know, now, but Mm -hmm. so funny story. I met her at a conference too, and I stopped her at a, at a cocktail party, (laughs) like (laughs) grabbed her arm and said, you're Angela Watson and you've (laughs) saved my teaching life. (laughs) She was like, Yes, I am, Angela. (laughs) Happy to help. (laughs) But then she was totally gracious and awesome. And we've had a number of conversations since then. So, Uh, well, she's the real. Because I did her 40 hour work hour. So I actually did her 40 hour teacher work week program the year I started my TPT business. Okay. It saved me because I, first off, I wanted to learn, like, okay, she figured out how to sell things to teachers. So I want to know how to do that. Mm -hmm. She does it in a very authentic way calm way, like not salesy at all. And, you know, I want to buy, I buy everything she releases. So it's like, (laughs) okay, how does she do that? But then also I needed that program because right after I started my TVT business, I got demoted back in the classroom for being a reading specialist. And so I was like, oh, wow, I have much less time than I used to. (laughs) And so that program helped me and I'm not an affiliate or anything. I'm just saying this because I, I did that program. I happily paid for it myself. But that program helped me find, like I really did just work 40 to 43 hours a week after that when I was working 50 to 60 hours a week in teaching. And then I had some time to work on my TPT business. Well, and it's interesting. I forgot she had the 40 hour work week for teachers. I think that's incredible. And I think that learning how to budget your time is probably what most of the teachers struggle with. And that's like the root of a lot of our stress and problems, I think, when we're in the classroom, even out of the classroom. I mean, we all struggle with time management, but it kind of leads us into our next point because I was going to ask you about starting out on TPT. You mentioned two things just now about taking courses and also infusing your voice into your brand and like being honest with your audience. And when we had talked earlier about what you would have done differently, starting out your TPT business, those were two of the things that you kind of mentioned. So could you tell us about that? Like, I know that we've spoken about it, but 
looking back on how you started your TPT business, what are some things that you wish you would have done? Yeah. So I did take that course from her, but I didn't take any other courses those first two years. So I was just trying to make TPT products on my own from 2016 to 2018. I had no other TPT seller friends. I wasn't even in a TPT seller Facebook group. I didn't even know this existed. Like every now and then I go on the forum and that was it. And there were no other TPT sellers in real life I knew. And so I was trying to just, I mean, my first covers were just like a snapshot. Like, I don't even know if it had the title on it. You Mm. know, I had these very weird titles. Like one of them (laughs) was called Space Oddity, which is like (laughs) a David Bowie album. Like nobody's going to search for that. Why did I call (laughs) it a product that, um, And then like my previews were really bad. I wasn't explaining, you know, what um, people needed to, you know, know, know what the product needed to have. And even though I was a TPT buyer, like I wasn't approaching the business like a business owner where I wasn't looking at products that people buy and going, oh, well, I should probably do that too or something similar because that makes me want to buy their product. So I should probably put that in my product. I just thought, oh, I'm a good teacher in real life. So people are going to want to buy my products, (laughs) you know, but I wasn't, I mean, you know, anyway, I wasn't approaching it like a graphic designer, like a marketer, like a copywriter, you know, I didn't know about the SEO and the titles and things. So it took me two years. And then I went to my first conference and the people that I met at the conference were like, you must take a course. Like they looked <laughs> at my store and they were like, you need to learn the basics. <laughs> and I did. And so, I mean, like my graph, like the little mountain of the mm-hmm. money, you know, on TPT is just like flatlined for two years. And then you start <laughs> to see a little, a little mountain go up with sales. I mean, you can like pinpoint when I started taking a course and then you can pinpoint even like a year later when I really started to take it more seriously and then, you know, and build my products and then start to be more present. So that's one of the things it's just, I wish I could like not waste those two years of just trying to do it on my own. Cause I think I would have had more products at that time, especially cause I was in the classroom. So I could have taken a lot more photos of my students. I could have done a lot more things that I was making for my class and just, you know, make it a little bit nicer for TPT. Mm-hmm. And then it would have, it would have already been a product of my store. So I wish I had learned about the basics sooner. And then this has only happened like the last year. So like, then it took me another three years to kind of realize this, that I needed to show my face as my brand, which Clubhouse just in the last like two months has really shown me that, like that the more I'm authentic as myself and speak my story and what's going on with my business and what I know about reading, that that seems to resonate with people. People can tell when you're being authentic and Mm -hmm. true. And so I'm starting, I've I've been doing that on my podcast. I started my podcast in 2018, right after I started taking that course and after that first TPT conference. And so, and that was actually because of Angela Watson and Jennifer Gonzalez, because they invited Mm -hmm. me to a a little like TPT gathering and we started talking about podcasting. And so that's what made me start my podcast at that time. So that's one thing is that like, I wasn't scared even as a brand new seller and I'd made like $10. I like approached the bigger sellers. I was like, teach me what you know, (laughs) like help me get this thing. And that really helped me. But so at least I didn't have that fear, but I'm just starting now to realize like, get over the fear of like, I haven't done reels. I haven't put my face on any of my Instagram stories. I haven't put my photograph or selfies very often, except that like yearly, like, Hey, this is who I am on Instagram (laughs) picture. But I just added like my face to my logo and I'm starting to like show up more as myself. So I wish I'd done that sooner because teachers buy from teachers. And I 
I didn't think about that. I tried to have like a very, I had a very corporate name and logo at the very beginning. Cause I wanted to be like, I, I have goals. Like I want to be a big business one day. And so I thought, right. Oh, I need to look like that now, but really you have to be a person first. And even when I become a bigger business, I need to still be the person behind it. Yeah. And that can be hard to remember and hard to learn because I think, I mean, you mentioned like there are so many hats that teacher sellers wear and obviously it's not realistic to learn how to wear all of those hats right at the beginning, but the more you can, the better off you'll be. But at the beginning, it's like, gosh, just, just getting that first product out and created feels like a huge accomplishment. And it is, it's a huge accomplishment, but then it's like all the other stuff that we have to remember, like the, like you said, like the preview, the covers and all of that stuff is just a lot at once. So I think the suggestion of taking a course earlier on is amazing. And I think that's probably like when newer sellers hear that they're like, Oh, the last thing I want to do is spend more money because I'm already paying for the premium membership. I'm paying for clip art. There's all of these expenses that you don't have. And all of a sudden you have them. So like the thought of spending money on a course seems ludicrous, (laughs) but you're really saving yourself so much time by taking a course. And I think one of the things that I realized at the beginning, or not at the beginning, but after a few years is that my time as a seller is worth money. So it's like, if I could save myself hours upon hours by taking a course, rather than trying to DIY it, that is actually worth the price. It is. I mean, they pay for themselves pretty quickly. I think if like, if I had been part of TPT in like the first four years, you know, you could, you could put anything up there and it would get noticed in search and it would get bought. Yes. But because it's a, it's a big marketplace now there are, I don't even know how many sellers there are. Like I keep thinking it's 10,000 in the 10 thousands, but like it could be more. I don't know. Oh no. I think it's like in the hundreds of thousands. Jeez. So like to get something noticed mm-hmm. in the TPT search engine, to get something noticed in Pinterest, because there's a lot of similar products out there. It's hard to even create a unique product at this point. Like you have to have all the basics mastered, especially because the TPT buyers are savvy and they're like, they know when they're buying from someone who knows what they're doing or not. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, like you said earlier, like another way to stand out too, beyond knowing the basics is infusing your personality. Cause like you said, people, I mean, given, you know, there's probably you know, I look at my top seller in my store and there's probably like hundreds of products just like it out on TPT, you know? So it's like, that gives you the idea of the kind of competition you're up against. So yeah, it's like at that point they can get the product anywhere, but if you can kind of attract them with your personality and they know that they like who you are as a teacher and, you know, what you stand for, you just kind of, you know, that's how you get the leg up on competition in addition to obviously SEO and making sure your titles and descriptions are, you know. So I love talking about mistakes because we learn from them. But I mean, there's also value to be had by looking at the things that we did well earlier on too. So what, I mean, you were doing tons of things well at the same time you're making these mistakes. So tell us what you did well that you would never take back from the beginning of your TPT journey. All right. One thing I did, well, I did start an email list and I got a website from the very beginning. Mm. I haven't really nurtured them very much, but I have had those pieces in place since the very beginning. And I I love my domain. It's renewdevelopment.com, which is my brand. And so I really like that. And then I saved, I'm not using them yet, but I bought readingdevelopment.org 
just thinking in the head if I ever want to do like a nonprofit or a foundation or something. Mm-hmm. And then I also bought shannonbets.com just in case I need that down the road. So, so I'm happy that I did that. And then the biggest thing that I did that really is how my business is my podcast. Cause even when I still don't have a full store, I really don't. I mean, I do not even have 50 products yet. And I, there's just a handful that are like selling regularly that bring me income now. Mm-hmm. But I have built a brand just on my podcast and I'm very proud of that. And I realized that blogging, my passion just didn't come through when I was writing about literacy in my blog. And so I realized what wasn't working pretty quickly. And I'm like, let me just start a podcast because I love talking about literacy. And that has grown steadily. And it's my favorite thing about my business. So you have to just try out different things. And like, I'm not, I'm not on Pinterest very much, minimally on social media, but I show up regularly in my podcast. So if you just pick one place that you show up, people can get to know you and learn about your business and your brand and what you know. I love that suggestion because, you know, you're going to be surrounded by so many messages of all the things you should be doing. So it's nice to hear from people that have had success with something like a podcast instead of a blog. You know, you don't have to commit yourself just to what everyone else is doing. And I think it is, it's all about what works best for you. And I love your domain tip because I am also a, I'm a serial domain collector. I probably have way too many, but I really, it gives you a nice peace of mind knowing that down the road, if you want to use certain domains or websites for your business, you already own them. And they're what, like $12 a year, most of them. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world to latch on to those. So if you are earlier on in your business, or you have like a new project in the works, I recommend, like Shannon said, grabbing those domains now so that you don't have to pay an exorbitant amount later on, right? Yes. That does bring me back to one mistake I did make. I spent probably $2,000 just researching intellectual property with Mm. an IP attorney because I thought I had to brand certain things and trademark certain things right away, but it wasn't even products that were selling yet. And it wasn't like already my, my, everything has pivoted so much. Like if I had even spent the money to do copyright those things, it wouldn't even make a difference. But (laughs) I had, I spent money just consulting with the lawyer and trying to learn about all that. And like, like I said, it's because I thought I was starting out as kind of a really big business. And like what I've realized and like I just redid my logo. I'm in the process of redoing my website is to every stage of my business. Now I'm just committed to like, I'm going to define it exactly as it is in the present because I had some branding that was going to be like in the works and going to be later. (laughs) It wasn't even done, but I was trying to brand with the stuff that wasn't even done yet because I was wanting it to be there later. And it's like, no, it, it just needs to be where I am right now. And then I can always, as the business grows and changes, I can just re change it later, you know? So if you are just a teacher in the classroom, like just be that teacher in the classroom and that's your brand, you know, like yes. it doesn't have to be what you think it's going to be five years from then or 10 years from then, because it, it constantly changes. Like anyway, I've pivoted so many times in my business. Like it's hard to even keep track of where I am now, but I am just like, this is where I am right now. You know, and that's what I'm putting on my about page on my website. That's what I'm putting on my about page, you know, on all my products is, you know, not where I want to be, but who I am right now when I'm speaking to you. I love that. I think that there is no good that would come out of trying to be someone you're not in any 
aspect of life, business, personal, whatever. But like, it's a huge pet peeve of mine because I told myself, I said, if I'm ever that teacher that leaves the classroom to do TPT full-time, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm still teaching full-time in a classroom. I'm going to be honest and say, I'm doing TPT full-time, you know, and if people don't like that, then that's unfortunate. But to me, that's a way better angle than trying to, yeah, you know, attach yourself to this idea of who you want to be. It's just much better to own it in the present. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I think that that helps with that authenticity with the brand too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're right. I mean, and teachers are smart. They know, I mean, they're going to know if you're being authentic or not. I think that, you know, it's just smart for everybody involved to just, like you said, think about who you are now and then don't be afraid to pivot though. I think that's a natural part of the business experience. So, yeah, I've, I mean, I've heard that just listening to other sellers on your podcast It's just, you know, people thought that they were going to start making math products and then that's not really what took off in their store mm-hmm. and they ended up, you know, doing centers or something else. And that's really, you find out you have to experiment, you have to try out. That's the other thing too, that I'm still working on is like, I'm so scared to make design choices because they don't look as good as some of the other people's in the, you know, in the community that like, sometimes I'll wait and not do a product because I don't think it looks good enough yet. <sighs> and, but, but at the same time, you don't get better at the design until you do it. And yep. that's like this little known secret. Like you can't just keep, you only learn by doing it. So you're actually going to have to go through the Chevron stripes phase. Like even if it's not <laughs> yeah. Chevron stripes, like you have to go through the cringy products to get to the better ones. That is very true. There are some mistakes that are unavoidable and they're almost not even mistakes. It's one of our SOS members, Chandra, she referred to them as rites of passage. It's like, this is your, one of your rites of passage into the TPT world. Like we can only help you so much and we're happy to, but it's like, it's like raising a teenager. I imagine like they'll realize later on that you were right, (laughs) but sometimes they have to figure out their own mistakes first. And who knows, maybe that's the teenage phase of TPT. Just those little things that are going to happen no matter what, but you're so right. Like that's the only way to grow with things like that. It's just to do it. You have to just make covers over and over and over, and then it starts to get easier and you have to make previews over and over and over, and then it starts to get easier and you write descriptions over and over and over, and then it starts to become more natural. Yes. Absolutely. Well, I didn't prep you for this part of the conversation, but I have a little lightning round where I'm just going to ask you quick questions if that's okay. okay. <laughs> They're easy I ones. I had though. my coffee. <laughs> All right. Well, let tell us your favorite color. Purple, but I don't have no, it's not in my store at all. <laughs> favorite food. Toast. Kind of really? Boring, but I love toast so much. A specific, like a specific type of toast or all types of No, I mean, of it has to be gluten-free. So like, I didn't even have toast for like four years until I found a good brand. But like, I just love like oh the smell of toast, the crusty. I just love it so much. The little buttery bits. Oh. It makes me so happy. I love that answer. That's like, that <laughs> makes me want some toast. My grandmother <laughs> made this really special toast. She used to like make it in the oven with like these four pats of butter, little squares and like, anyway. Oh, yeah. Good memories for me. I grew up on cinnamon sugar toast. Oh, where we would we sprinkle it on super, super stuff. healthy. But no, that's good stuff. <laughs> I make it for my kids. Oh. Uh, we would make it so, like my brothers and sisters, we would make um, cinnamon toast in the sandwich maker, like oh. <laughs> in the '90s. Like we were like, oh, let's put a whole bunch of butter and cinnamon sugar, and then like like a smush sandwich <laughs> with it. That was good. 
Yum. Okay. PC or Mac? Oh, PC. Okay. All right. Desert Island TPT edition. If you were stranded on a desert island just for a month, you you know that you'd be rescued after a month. What are three things that you would bring to help you with your business? I have, I have internet. Canva. Okay. <laughs> Canva, because you can make everything on that. And PowerPoint. Yes. And then a camera to take photographs. Ooh. I don't think I would. But then if I didn't have a printer, I don't know. I couldn't take the pictures. You could post them online though. There you go. Well, then I could just take screenshots with my computer. Yeah. And I wouldn't even need a camera. (laughs) Uh, You know what? I would bring my sketchbook. Like I have to, you know this, and I don't know if everybody else does, but like I had a brain injury. (laughs) This is another thing that's made like my TPT business kind of weird. But in 2019, I had a brain injury. And so the last two years have been very strange trying to like, I'm better, but I'm still not how I used to be. And like my brain mm-hmm. has changed. So I'm not as I'm not as good as abstract thinking as I used to be. I used to be able to plan a product in my brain, like just from start to finish, and I could visualize it and I can't anymore. So now I actually sketch a lot and then I build models. Like I actually will print the clip art and cut it out and I print the background and then I and like I even will do little like word boxes and stuff and like move them all around the page and like oh. I'll print out covers and like try to make it look like it needs to. And so I'm, I'm definitely more like a tactile learner than I used to be. So I, I would bring my sketchbook. That is fascinating. Well, that's just another reason why I think your journey is so unique and impressive that you just are championing yourself through any challenge <laughs> that life throws its way. So I, but I so love the sketching. People, thank you. Well, so many people have said like, from the beginning when I had my injury, like just stop your business. Like, cause I, I left the classroom and then I, now I'm working at a private school instead of a public school and I've had to work part-time and then I'm working full-time, but the next year I'm going to work even less part-time than I did before and focus just on my mm-hmm. business. But so many times in the last two years, my therapist, my neurologist, my parents, my friends, my husband, they've all been like, stop your TPT business, stop your business. And I'm like, I would never forgive the driver of my car wreck if if I gave up my business. I was like, because you cannot put a value on my business and what it brings to me. I was like, it's worth millions of dollars to me. You know, like yeah. I, I would never forgive the driver of the tow truck driver if I had to stop my business because it's it's what gives me life. Like mm-hmm. even though it gets hard and I have wanted to I, I I mean sometimes I'm just like I'm just like okay I'm not I'm not making products for three months because I'm too tired. My podcast listeners know, like, (laughs) there's been, like, a lot of breaks here in the last two (laughs) years. But then I keep coming back to episodes, and I'm going to keep coming back because, like, I feel like this is what God's called me to do. This is where I'm supposed to be going as an educator. And so that's what, anyway, it's just a non-negotiable. Like, I'm not going to quit my business. I love that. I mean, I know it's hard, but I think that is totally the right call, and I... I just, I think that's amazing. Thank you. So I guess that goes back to the beginning of like you asked, like, what has it brought me? I guess it's just brought me empowerment. Like the business has become part of who I am. Like even more than I used to be Miss Betts, the teacher. Well, I was just going to say. And now I'm Miss Betts more than that. Right. Well, you, I mean, you were a teacher, but your business teachers are replaceable, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but, but you can't replace yourself in your business because like you said, like you are the business, 
which is an amazing thing. A lot, a lot of pressure, but I mean, I think you're living proof that you can really weather a lot of different storms with your TPT business and it can still bring you so many benefits beyond just your standard, like a few dollars extra a month. Right. Um, Well, like when you feel like, like when I hear from the podcast listeners, either through Instagram or email or whatever way they contact us, like I realize, like I'm having impact way beyond the 25 students who were in my classroom walls. Mm-hmm. And that's what keeps me going is that they want, they want more products. They want more resources. They want more blog posts. They want more podcast episodes. Like these teachers want this knowledge and want to yeah. learn. And like, I'm really like the reading teachers lounge on the podcast has become more like a professional learning community at this point. Like it, it's even pivoting more from a podcast to something different. And so I'm paying attention to the business and kind of where it's going and things like that. But that that's what's kept me from quitting. It's just knowing that, you know, there's teachers out there that, you know, care. Yeah. So, and I was replaced. I was replaced so quickly from when I left the school and that's good for the students. I mean, they needed a teacher there, you know, but at the right. same time, I was just like, oh, wow. I gave a lot of myself to that building for many, many years. And then bye. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's definitely, there's a lot of work to be done on the interpersonal side of teaching and schools for sure. And for students. I mean, that is definitely a deficit. And so this brings me, I had one last question to ask for the lightning round. This is like the perfect segue into the next one. And this isn't, this is a tricky one. If you had to describe being a teacher seller just with one word, what would you choose? And it can be something you've already said. Perseverance. Hmm. I love that. Oh, that's so good. Shannon, thank you so much for being here today. This has been so amazing. I literally think I just want to just talk to other sellers every single episode (laughs) from here on out because it's just so great hearing from other people who are going through the same experience, but at the same time, a totally different experience. I mean, no seller path is the same. They really aren't. That's what's fascinating <laughs> about meeting people at the conferences and getting to yeah. know. Like now I am in a bunch of the Facebook groups and like I, I, I did join your course. Yours wasn't <laughs> the first course I joined, but it's the one that really where I finally met like my TPT friends and things like that and like started to take the business forward even more. Yeah. And you realize like it's fun having teacher colleagues, but then it's really fun having teacher paid teachers colleagues because we're the only ones who understand Mm -hmm. how many hats we wear in the business and like all the different things that we have to do that goes into making a product. Absolutely. Well, and thank you. Shannon is seriously always a pleasure and she is just a little ray of sunshine. I smile whenever I get to talk to her. Um, So I hope you enjoyed the show as much as I enjoy talking to Shannon. And I wanted to let you know that if you are listening right now and you want more information about starting a TPT business, or you're one of those sellers that have been around the block and you're really enjoying all of this refresher content to make sure to go to schoolofsellers.com slash foundations. And you can grab a bunch of free tools for teacher sellers. You can tune into the other episodes in our back to basic series. And you can also learn more about our upcoming course for teacher sellers called foundations schoolofsellers.com slash foundations is your one-stop shop for anything you need to know when you are first starting out 
your TPT business. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you here next week. 